welcome into our podcast, The Quacks, a podcast about longevity. This is the place where you can learn how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm glad you joined us today. Let's get started. Welcome to The Quacks, everybody. This is Dr. Alan Miner. Today we're talking about the ketogenic diet, ketosis, and I've got our special guest, Dr. Adrian Velasquez, in studio with us. Dr. Velasquez, welcome. Good morning. Glad to be here, Dr. Allen. Happy to be a part of uh, the Quacks. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be a Quack. Happy to be a Quack and uh, ready to uh, continue serving my community as, as a Quack, if you will. Most definitely. Uh, we own that term and we're happy to, to be different in that way. So this is a hot topic right now, the ketogenic diet. And I would liken this to everybody started hearing about the Paleolithic diet, the Paleo diet about five years ago, and now that's a pretty common term. I walk through the grocery store and see paleo products, and you hear that everywhere. I think we're on the knife's edge right now of the ketogenic diet. I think you're going to, I would predict you're going to see something very similar in the next couple of years. You're going to be hearing more and more about this diet, this way of eating, and you're going to be hearing more advocates of it and more proponents, people saying, no, this is a dangerous thing. So, we want to unpack this. We want to get into today what is ketosis, what is the ketogenic diet, and kind of a basic 101 of how we've used this with our practice members and our patients to help move them to better health. So Dr. Adrian, very simple terms, what is ketosis, what's a ketogenic diet? So ketosis is uh, where we're actually able to use fat as energy, and ketosis uh, references where we're using ketones in our body. Um, a lot of times we have diets where we're just putting in carbohydrates, uh, refined sugars and, and, and grains and those types of things where um, it's using the, these, these, these carbs, this glucose as energy, where it puts our body through these sugar spikes. A lot of times we can you know, eat a meal and we have this, this, this rush of, of glucose energy into our body and then we, we drop down, we, we lose energy, we get fatigued, whereas uh, ketosis puts your body in a state where it uses ketones um, to burn fat as energy, which is more efficient for the body itself long term. So let's loop back. There's three main fuel sources, three building blocks we all need, fat, carbohydrate, and protein. And the ratio with which you eat those is important for achieving different results. Your body is designed and your innate intelligence will always use carbohydrate, which is things like breads, pastas, grains, sugars. Your body will always use carbohydrate first as its main fuel source. So if you're eating any of it, that's what your body is going to use to fuel itself. Ketosis is something different. What we've learned are ketones, which again, Dr. Aiden just said, come from fat. Ketones are like rocket fuel for your body and particularly for your brain. And they have some really healing benefits to be operating off of ketones instead of carbohydrate. You know, it's interesting, Dr. Adrian, you can survive without, of those three things, the one you can survive without is carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. You cannot survive without fat, you cannot survive without protein, but you can definitely survive without carbohydrate, kind of interesting. It is, it's one of those things that um, there's a lot of research that says that yes, you can. I think you know we have enough fat stored within our bodies that we can 
you know, uh, live for a period of two weeks without, you know, those carbohydrates, like you said, within the body. So uh, when we are able to use this fat to convert it as, uh, into these ketone bodies, um, it really does wonders for the body. And uh, it's really interesting because that's, you know, what really intrigued me about um, this diet um, is how it really helps, you know, the body more efficiently, but helps to reduce inflammation, which is really what um, led me into making this big lifestyle change. Um, you know, utilizing the ketogenic diet. You know, as, as chiropractors, you know, we um, take a lot of toll on our body adjusting patients on a, on a regular, consistent basis. And um, I was having a lot of problems with uh, just inflammation in my joints from the adjustments. Um, and it was about a year ago that uh, I found out about the ketogenic diet. So I, you know, did some research and, and I found out that that was you know, one of the, in 2013, I found that that was the, one of the, the top five uh, diets Googled uh, was a ketogenic diet. And I found out that that was a, a really helpful uh, thing in reducing inflammation. So I began to, you know, apply that ketogenic diet and really limit the amount of, of, of sugar, carbs that I was, you know, putting into my body. And, um, you know, that forced my body to go into the state of ketosis to really utilize fat as fuel. Um, and not only did it reduce the amount of inflammation, but I, I, I found, too, that I had more energy throughout the day. Um, and I just felt um, like I had more mental clarity, you know, in a lot of the things that I was doing uh, during that time. Definitely. I am a fan of this as well because I lost 55 pounds myself over a year and a half ago. And I found it was a really enjoyable way to eat. I went to a conference in, uh, I think it was late 2015, early 2016, and I heard Dr. Joseph Mercola, several other presenters go through some really impressive data on how people were reversing health conditions by going into a state of ketosis. And one presentation was on Alzheimer's, one was on cancer, one was on longevity, one was on pain and inflammation. And I left there going, that science is interesting to me and makes sense. And as Dr. Adrian explained, what happens is when you start burning fat as your fuel in the form of ketones instead of carbohydrate, what happens is you start regulating the level of insulin inside of your body. The way that your body breaks down sugar and grains and carbohydrates is with something called insulin made by your pancreas. Well, it's the insulin and the inflammation that gets linked back to things like Alzheimer's. We think there's a tie between long-term inflammation in the brain and the brain degenerating, the neuronal tissue breaking down. We know that when somebody has cancer and we want to map those cancer tumors, we inject them with radioisotopes so that the MRI and CAT scans can pick up the tumor. But how do you get that radioisotope into the tumor? You put it in a sugary, syrupy solution and inject that in the body. And of all the cells in the body, it's the cancer cells that immediately suck up the sugar, the glucose, and shepherd in those radioisotopes so we can map the tumor cell. I had an aha moment when I heard that. So that is why we say sugar is literally fuel for cancer. Uh, and then pain. Inflammation and insulin is related to causing inflammation. When you have pain, there is inflammation. And so if we remove carbohydrate from the diet, what happens is ketone bodies are replaced. 
And so now your body's not giving fuel to those cancerous cells and it's removing the inflammatory process. Your insulin levels begin to go back to normal. That's the problem with diabetes. And that is functionally why this is such a healthy way to eat, Dr. Adrian. So that's a little bit of the science behind it. Now let's just get into some of the basics. What are the percentages or grams that you used to get into ketosis? How did you measure it? And, and what did you eat? What kinds of foods are related to that? Let's talk about that, Doc. Yeah, so the ketogenic diet is really one like like we're talking about is where you're really limiting your carbohydrates uh, and your amounts of sugar and you're replacing those with high amount of fats uh, and also limited protein. So a lot of times when I was explaining to people that I was on this ketogenic diet, they thought that I was just on a low carb diet. Um, but it's actually one of those where, as I mentioned, you're actually eating a lot of high fats and you're moderating um, your protein levels that you're putting into your body. So what I began eating is simple things like eggs and bacon in the morning for breakfast on days where I had time to do the breakfast. And a lot of times I was just doing fasting and I was incorporating you know, a lot of vegetables, not a lot of fruits because a lot of fruits we know have a lot of sugars. And to get my fat content, which made it a lot of fun, is my wife and I began uh, incorporating things like fat bombs to really up our fat content to really put our body in a better state of ketosis uh, for burning that fuel. So percentage is an easy place to start, we just alluded to. To get into ketosis, why it's different than the Atkins diet is Atkins doesn't track fat. So you can eat as much or little fat, they remove carbohydrate. The two diets are similar in that regard. For me to get into ketosis, I did target a number of 20 grams of carbohydrate or less a day. So I don't exceed that. And the way you tally carbohydrate is look at the label or just Google it. How much carbohydrate is in this bok choy? Now there's carbs and net carbs, which we need to touch on. I use net carbs. And the way you calculate net carbs is you take total carbohydrate minus the fiber. So if a vegetable has 10 carbohydrates per serving, but there's six grams of fiber, 10 minus the six grams of fiber, that's a net four grams of carbohydrate. So you can eat a little over 20 actual grams if you're using net. Sugar alcohols, interestingly enough, you also subtract from the total number. So if, if, again, if a food had 10 grams of carbohydrate, but it had three grams of sugar alcohol and six grams of dietary fiber, the net carbs is one. And if people have ever found some products called like Quest Bars and you look at the label and they say three net carbs, that's where they're coming up with that number. Because when you turn the label over, there's 20 carbs. So what is that? Well, they're backing out the fiber uh, and the sugar alcohols that they use in. But it's a little technical. The key that I found is two things. You have to have 70 to 80% of your diet be fat. I'm going to say that again, friends. 70 to 80% of your diet must be fat. So if you're keeping your carbohydrates at under 20 grams a day, now this is the challenging part of getting enough fat in your diet. And that's why Dr. Adrian was just talking to it's not easy. Now, the other thing with the ketogenic diet is those fats you want to be from primarily healthy sources. So lots of macadamia nuts, lots of pecans and walnuts for me, lots of cooking with coconut oil, uh, grapeseed oil, olive oil, 
lots of grass-fed butter, lots of macadamia nuts, I think I said that, lots of avocados. So I'm really trying to up those healthy fat sources as much as I can to get as much of my diet from that fat, which by the way, is incredibly satisfying. You know, when you start your day with some bacon, some eggs cooked in butter, maybe a little olive oil, a little Parmesan cheese on top, some Cholula sauce for me, some salsa. That's a delicious, easy way to eat breakfast and it starts your metabolism going right away. Uh, then you go into lunch. What kind of stuff are you eating for lunch, Dr. Adrian? For lunches, I mean, it was, for lunches, it was, uh, you know, very similar to that. You know, a lot of times in the morning, if I didn't have time to eat the breakfast with the, the eggs and the bacon, you know, it was starting my day off with Bulletproof Coffee, where I was incorporating grass-fed butter and using MCT oil. And what was nice about that is that actually helped to give me enough energy and fuel throughout the day that I didn't have to eat lunch, that it wasn't until evening that I was, you know, then eating my sources of protein and then vegetables um, and also including the fat bombs, you know, on top of that throughout the day. So it was nice that because I was incorporating more fats that it gave me more energy throughout the day and I wasn't as hungry where I had to snack and, and, and have those, those, those meals throughout the day to help me get through um, because of low energy levels. So what that's a function of is when you're fat adapted, your body's burning fat as fuel. When you guys crash after lunch or when you get a sugar spice, you get hangry because <laughs> you haven't eaten, that's because your insulin is on a roller coaster and you eat and, and your blood sugar is crashing. And blood sugar and insulin and carbohydrate all have a very intimate relationship. So when you get that out of your diet, your insulin and blood sugar stay much more stable and you actually find you can go longer periods of time without eating, which is really healthy for the human body. The human body does fantastic off of change. You know, we're really big proponents and fans of variable eating. No one diet is how we think you should eat forever. Uh, that's why when you start any diet, you get change right away because your body likes change. Workouts are the same way, friends. You do one workout, you plateau after a period of time. You've got to constantly be changing your body. It likes change. Also, and this is a key point, the human body was never designed to have three square meals, you know, at set intervals all day. Back in the day, there, we would go a day or two as we were hunting and foraging where there would be no food. And then you'd have a big feast because you'd get a kill or have a big harvest. And so the body does good getting mixed up. So that's what Dr. Adrian's talking about with intermittent fasting. It's a healthy thing to have periods during the day or during the week where you don't eat. I found the easy way is to have an early dinner around five or six and then not eat the rest of that night, skip breakfast the next morning and then have lunch. So I'm really only skipping a breakfast a few times a week, but I would get 16, 18 hours in between meals, which allows your blood sugar to normalize. And that is a really, and it's easier to do when you're in ketosis because you don't get the blood sugar spikes. So that's what that is about. Uh, for me, a lot of lunches on the go in town. Uh, so a lot of times I, at stores, I could find a salad with a dressing that I double checked that didn't have a lot of carbohydrates with some chicken, some extra cheese. I'd love a Caesar salad with extra dressing, extra cheese, no croutons. A lot of restaurants, you can get the sandwiches now with lettuce wraps, burger places with lettuce wraps. That's easy to do. Uh, our family found that certain chicken wings didn't have a lot of stuff, so we would periodically, uh, you know, go out to dinner at a, at a wing place as long as they weren't sweetened sauces. 
And at home, there's a lot of recipes online. It's easy to find ketogenic recipes where you're cooking vegetables. You know, I jokingly now call my vegetables fat delivery system. So I cook Brussels sprouts and broccoli and spinach and lots of butter, lots of coconut oil, lots of olive oil. It's really easy to eat that kind of stuff, make up, you know, whatever, shrimp steaks, a protein uh, with, with maybe some cream sauce one evening. It's not a hard way to eat. It's easy in the summertime, grilling, uh, using, again, lettuce as our wraps. There's a lot of recipes out there. We're not here to make this a recipe show. Just get online on Google and Google ketogenic recipes and you'll find all kinds of things. What were some of your favorite recipes and foods? I know you brought in a cookbook here, Dr. Adrian, yeah. that you're using. Tell us about that. Yeah, and that, that is one of the things that you're, you're hitting on. This, this diet is very easy to stick to. Um, I, a lot of what you were talking about is using you know lettuce as wraps for different things. I mean, Taco Tuesdays, it's very easy to use lettuce you know, as your as your wrap for the different meats and proteins that you're putting into that. That was uh, really the thing that we really did a lot of was um, kept everything very simple. I mean, the, the salads, the chickens, you know, putting a lot of cheeses in there so that we are getting our fats, doing the dressings. That was a very easy way to do it. Breakfasts were very simple when we did have time to do that because it was bacon, it was eggs. In the evenings, we'd eat our proteins, whether it be some kind of fish or some kind of steak or, or, or chicken. So it's it very easy. We also found, too, that even when we traveled, it made it very easy to stick to, uh, to the ketogenic diet. Yeah, I've never been caught in a restaurant where I couldn't find a salad or, you know, some cream spinach and a protein. Uh, there's just it's, – it's not as hard as one might think. It, it's a different lens. And here's what I want you all to understand, friends. When I have gone periods in my life where I just cut out sugar, but I always craved it. And what's interesting is when you replace the sugar with fat, it's very satiating. It, it, the sugar for the craving for sugar goes away because of the fat. In worst case scenario, when you're hungry and you're wanting to have that dessert at the end of the meal, I'd order an extra side of bacon or something that to, so I wasn't eating the sugar and it was instant. It was interesting to me how as a sugar addict throughout my life, this was the thing that finally got me to break the chains of that. Another question, Dr. Adrian, is alcohol. Can you talk about how that impacts uh, ketosis? Well, it's one of those things that obviously alcohol, you know, has the sugars in it, especially, you know, when you're drinking a lot of beers because of the carbohydrates. So what we found is, you know, we shied away from the, the, the beers, obviously, and we switched to more of the things like vodka. Uh, if there was a night where we did want to have a beverage. So it was just really, like I said, one of those things where you're just re reducing the amount of carbohydrates because then that in turn leads to sugar, which is getting away from that keto ketogenic diet. It's, it's taking you away from ketosis. So a good way that we were going about making sure that we were in, in ketosis was measuring that. I know you asked me that a little bit earlier. Uh, and we were utilizing, um, using blood samples, using the glucose test to be able to make sure that we were in good states. And usually we found when we were anywhere between, you know, one and a half to three millimolars, um, you know, was, was it was a good state uh, for our body to be in, you know, under the ketogenic diet. Yeah, let's touch on that. And so what I'll say is this, your body will, alcohol almost oddly enough is a fourth, we talked about protein, fat, carbohydrate. Your body will try to burn alcohol as a fuel source. So when you have a drink, um, and typically distilled spirits don't have carbohydrates. So things like vodka, tequila, bourbon, scotch, whiskey that don't have any added sugars are probably the best thing to do. Your body will get out of ketosis 
until it burns up the alcohol and then it immediately switches back into ketosis. So as long as you're adding soda water to those drinks, uh, not any kind of sweetened juice, then, then that won't interrupt with ketosis too much. Different people's bodies depend differently, react differently to alcohol. I notice my weight loss stalls when I drink alcohol, um, even if I've been in ketosis. So, but everybody's different with that. Measuring it, Dr. Adrian hit it right. The best, the gold standard is what he just said, measuring your blood. And you can measure glucose and you can measure ketones in your blood. Uh, it is not inexpensive. Uh, it's about four or five dollars per test strip to measure your blood, but it is the most accurate way to do it. Other ways, there are breath analyzers these days you can find online, and there are ketone urine strips. Uh, both the breath and urine work good when you first go into ketosis because your body starts putting the extra ketones in your breath and in your urine, and that's what you're measuring. But as your body becomes more fat adapted as, as the weeks go by, you're more efficient at using ketones, and your body doesn't have extra ones to pee out or to breathe out. So a lot of times people are still in ketosis, but when they use the, the urine strip, it won't show they're in ketosis. So those are a more inexpensive way early on. The longer term uh, way to check if you're in ketosis is the blood measuring. I'm trying to think, Dr. Adrian, is there any keys that we're missing? Uh, 20 grams of carbohydrates, 70 to 80% of your diet as fat, preferably from healthy fats. Measurement we touched on, alcohol, uh, I think those are probably the any other main topics we missed. No, I mean a lot of those are all all the main points. It's just it, it comes with so many you know added benefits to you to, to being under this this ketogenic diet. We know that it's beneficial for things like cardiovascular disease and, and reducing the risk and, and, and rate of that. We know that it's helpful in different things like we talked about earlier, the Alzheimer's and the Parkinson's. Uh, it also helps to reduce things like seizures and epilepsy within the body so it just has so many health benefits you know aside from just of course the fact that yes it is something that can help you lose weight but there's just so many uh more added benefits to to being under the ketogenic diet that i found uh really helped my body i'm right there with you doc uh, i definitely changed in my body composition how i'm built and we've been using this with our practice members because here's the chiropractic side of this, friends. I don't think anybody's saying you use the ketogenic diet to treat Alzheimer's or to treat cancer, just as nobody says you use chiropractic care to treat those things. But when you create a healthier internal environment, your body is able to start moving back towards health. And proper alignment of the spine and nervous system is a huge part of that. And then giving the right fuel so that your body doesn't have to overcome the stress of inflammation and an unhealthy diet is really key. And that's why we're a fan of this. You know, one other thing I should mention, Dr. Adrian, cholesterol, uh, fat, you know, your body uses fat to make hormones. And what happens in particularly women going through menopause, hormonal changes, thyroid issues, fibroid tumors, things of that nature, which are often have a hormonal component we find people in ketosis do really well because when you've got all that fat in your body, your body's able to better synthesize and make its own hormones and regulate those levels more normally. That's where cholesterol meds really interfere with a person's health because it messes up your body's ability to synthesize healthy, normal hormones, doesn't it? Right. That's absolutely right. It's, it's, it's like you said, it, it's, it's really just helping the body just get to a better state of homeostasis so that way it can function and operate like the body is designed to do and like it's supposed to do on a daily and regular basis. 
Awesome. Well, I love being in the trenches with Dr. Adrian. We think we have a better way. We see it every day in our practices with our patients. Health is not a quick fix, friends. Your weight doesn't change overnight. By the time a health issue comes up, it's often those cells have been changing for years, if not decades, for you to finally feel the symptoms. And it's why having strategies like a healthy diet, exercise, regular alignment of your spine help contribute to longevity and health long-term. The folks we have on our tables who are in their 60s are really evidence of this. There's people in their 60s that look like they're 90, and there's folks in our 60s that look like they're 40 and 50 because they've taken great care of their bodies and they held their health as a priority. Health is a process, it's not an event, and this idea that there's a quick fix or a medication that makes you healthy is a blatant lie. You can manage symptoms, but that doesn't make the body healthier. And things like this ketogenic diet help create a healthier internal body. So we're going to do more shows in the future on this. Thank you for listening. Use Google. Just Google ketogenic diet. It's your friend. There's so many much more research and articles for you to understand. But hopefully this gave you an introduction. Thanks for joining us here in the Quacks. Have an amazing day, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on The Quacks, the podcast about longevity. Be sure to tune into our next show. Have an amazing, healthy, blessed, abundant week.